This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We hope to mobilize $340 billion for modernizing our logistics infrastructures with investments in motorways, railways, waterways, ports, and airports. We will also give priority to the generation of solar and wind power, as well as biomass, ethanol, and biodiesel. We have immense potential for generating green hydrogen. We shall establish partnerships between government and the business community in all areas through concessions, public-private partnerships, and direct contracts. In order for investment to grow again and drive development, we need to ensure more credibility, predictability, and legal certainty, as well as political and social certainty for the private sector. For this reason, I have advocated the idea of greater financial integration where we could have a new reference unit which would not replace our national currencies. The financing needs, the unmet financing needs of developing countries remains high. The lack of a substantial reform from traditional financial institutions limit the volume and the credit modes offered by existing banks. The decision of establishing the new development bank represented a milestone in effective collaboration among emerging economies. Our joint bank must be a global leader in the financing of projects that address the most pressing challenges of our time. I would also like to point out that the share of the BRICS countries with their population totally more of 3 billion people now accounts to nearly 26% of the global GDP. And our five countries are ahead of G7 in terms of purchasing power parity with 35.1% against 30% forecast for 2023. The objectives and uh, irreversible process of de-dollarization de 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 of our economic ties is gaining pace. We are working to fine-tune effective mechanisms of mutual settlements and monetary and financial control. As a result, the share of U.S. dollar export and input operations within BRICS is declining. Last year, it was only 28.7%. In fact, this summit is to discuss the detail, the entire range of issues related to the transition to national currencies in all areas of economic cooperation between our five nations. 
We need to promote development and prosperity for all. Many emerging markets and developing countries have come to what they are today after shaking off the yoke of colonialism. With perseverance, hard work, and huge sacrifices, we succeeded in gaining independence and have been exploring a development path suited to our national conditions. Everything we do is to deliver better lives to our people. But some country, obsessed with maintaining its hegemony, has gone out of its way to cripple the emerging markets and developing countries. Whoever is developing fast becomes its target of containment. Whoever is catching up becomes its target of obstruction. But this is futile, as I have said more than once, that blowing out others' lamp will not bring light to oneself. Every country has the right to development, and the people in every country have the freedom to pursue a happy life. With that in mind, I have proposed the Global Development Initiative, with the goal of promoting development for all by the international community and boosting the UN 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. With the support of many countries, solid gains have been made in pursuing this initiative, with cooperation flourishing in various fields. China will work with all other countries to speed up cooperation under the Global Development Initiative, strengthen drivers of global development, promote the reform of the World Trade Organization in a comprehensive and in-depth manner, meet common challenges together, and make life better for people across the world. As an ancient Chinese philosopher observes, change is the nature of the universe. The collective rise of emerging markets and developing countries, represented by BRICS, is fundamentally changing the global landscape. Emerging markets and developing countries have contributed as high as 80% of global growth in the past 20 years, and their share in the global GDP has increased from 24% 40 years ago to more than 40%. Just as a line in the Chinese poem reads, no mountains can stop the surging flow of a mighty river. Whatever resistance there may be, BRICS, a positive and stable force for good, will continue to grow. It's 23 August in the year of Lord 2023, Wednesday. Um, that is pure signal coming out of Durban, South Africa. You saw Lula, Putin, Xi, and of course Modi's been all over uh, the media there um, to, to just make a, a slight note, not to be too picky about Xi's speech, but that, quite frankly, was Heraclitus, a Greek philosopher, one of the foundational elements of the Judeo-Christian West about a change. The one permanent thing you have is change. Um, there's so much going on here. And for the first hour, we're going to break this down on signal, not the Keebler L. So we're not going to chase Murdoch shiny toys today because what's happening in Milwaukee on that stage night is totally and completely irrelevant. Number one, and I'll get to polling and I'll talk about some of has got a great analysis about the policy that the Keebler elves are talking about, which are all Trump policies. Dave Weigel actually did an analysis and showed they're just they're all Trump policies. The uh because there's nobody even up there's gonna be VP. What's happening tonight is purely the Murdochs trying to grab the agenda. And if you're gonna fall for that then you fall for it. If you're going to fall back in your habits of just watching TV for stupid people, then fall into it, okay? It is what it is. But that's the Murdochs trying to grab control of the narrative against President Trump. 
and it's not working. Trump's already told him, hey, and not just that, tomorrow in prime time. In prime time, random event in prime time, he'll be uh, facing down uh, this fiasco in Atlanta for the whole globe to see. It's great counter-programming. But I want to get into it. We got John Solomon for a few minutes, and this is important because right there you saw the you saw the uh, developing world, the world that's rich with resources and population and markets and all that. And they're saying the colonial, colonialism has not worked. The uniparty elites have not worked. They've called out the United States, your, your international rules-based order, which uh, they want your sons and daughters to fight for. You're going to underwrite. Uh, you see what's happening in Ukraine. We're going to have a, some discussion in Ukraine here in a few minutes. They're rejecting that. The reason the mainstream media is not showing anything in BRICS because it puts them on notice. The 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 the, the and ma- many of these are enemies. You know, the KGB and uh, and Xi's uh, CCP are, are enemies of the the United States, and Lula's the biggest enemy, the radical Marxists. But at the same time, you have Kevin McCarthy kind of wandering around. Yeah, I think we got to get an impeachment inquiry. Maybe going in September. Maybe we'll think about it if things happen. John Solomon has come up and has documents, has the receipts where Biden, while vice president of the United States, was selling us out to that crowd in Durban, South Africa, taking money with both hands from the Ukraine, from from nefarious characters in the Ukraine and from the CCP. John Solomon now joins us. Uh, John, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Give me updated. Your story last night's a blockbuster like the day before. Give me up to date on what's going on here in the Biden investigation. Well, yesterday we talked on the show about the fact that Joe Biden, when he withheld the billion-dollar loan guarantee to fire Viktor Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating his son, he was not following U.S. policy, contrary to what he told people in 2019 during the impeachment and in 2020 during the election. He actually was told to give the billion dollars and that Viktor Shokin was making good progress on anti-corruption policy from the career officials at the state treasury and justice departments. He didn't follow that recommendation. He did the opposite and then he lied about it to the American people. Today what we did is we put together a timeline to say in the time where Joe Biden decided to flip that policy to withhold the billion dollars rather than give it and to get rid of the prosecutor who uh, his own team was saying was doing a pretty good job. Uh, what was going on in Hunter Biden's life? Well, what we found out was that Hunter Biden was under enormous pressure at that very moment to deal with Victor Shokin because Shokin was accelerating an investigation against Burisma. He was going after uh, the uh, Hunter Biden's boss at Burisma, Nikolai um, Zolcheski. Uh, they were about to seize his assets. Hunter Biden was told, I got to get on that phone with your dad. Burisma wanted to talk to his father. Hunter Biden met with one of Joe Biden's closest advisors, Amos Hochstein. Hochstein has a conversation with the president about, uh, excuse me, vice president about Burisma. And lo and behold, while all this is going on, now two news organizations come along, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. They're going to write stories saying Hunter Biden is on the, on the board of a company that's being investigated by Victor Shokin. The Biden vice presidential office, Hunter Biden's team start coordinating their messages. Joe Biden knows that Hunter Biden has a Victor Shokin problem. It's in that moment, in that timeline, where the two Bidens are both pursuing the same agenda, that Joe Biden flips the policy and gets rid of the prosecutor that's causing his son's company so much trouble. That is a timeline that's never before been constructed. There's lots of new documents. Joe Biden's story from impeachment in the election of 2020 no longer true. We can prove it uh, without doubt with these documents. Uh, Brother Solomon, these would seem to be the types of things that uh, Jim Jordan at Judiciary or Comer at Oversight 
would use in yeah. the in in the opening press conference of an, announcing a, a formal impeachment inquiry, sir? Your your anticipation right. of that? Yeah, listen, I've talked to a lot of members of Congress in the last 24 hours. They're all dialed in. They understand the importance of these documents. They get it. It matches a lot of the things that they're gathering, like the FD-1023 that Grassy and Comer got, the testimony of Archer, uh, the IRS whistleblowers. Next week, we've got a new whistleblower we're going to make public to the American people. goes back to 2016. People were blowing the whistle on Hunter Biden all the way back in 2016. All that evidence, when you put it together, is going to go into that stew pot, and it's going to be up to Kevin McCarthy to say, here's how we deal with it. I think the most likely scenario is that they do begin an impeachment inquiry uh, yeah. to get the rest of the facts. I mean, the big outstanding question is, how much money did Joe Biden get out of this? Everything else we now know. He was helping his son. His son had lots of money. There's some commingling of their finances. How much did Joe Biden personally yeah. profit? That's the remaining question I think American people need to know before they move to impeachment. The impeachment inquiry, the committee, could get the answers through subpoenas and bank records and phone records. We'd know a lot more in a very short period of time. The buried lead right there is 2016. This, was, this is not about the election, not about the, the Trump coming in. This is about the Obama administration and Biden as a VP. And they actually had people at the time in that administration and the administrative state saying these guys are out of control. Those are whistleblowers from the Obama time. Remember this. Always keep that in mind. This is when Joe Biden was in charge of the pivot to Asia and he was in charge of Ukraine. Just two random events. John Solomon, how do people follow you? I know you're on the road out in Milwaukee. How do people keep up? Because this story explodes a little more each day. Yeah, we're really excited. Just the News, No Noise television show. We follow you every night at 6 o'clock here, right here on Real America's Voice, justthenews.com. We've got all the articles there. And Jay Solomon reports on all the social media. That'll get you the latest of what we're doing moment by moment. John Solomon, uh, a number one uh, uh, a target for all the whistleblowers to come to. So hopefully more will come forward. Great work. Right. Fantastic. Uh, look forward to having you, you back sir. on here tomorrow with more explosive news. John Solomon, thank you. <laughs> Now, now they can't. Now, now Solomon's receipts, and that's why I want people. If Grace and Mo can put out, make sure, and uh, and uh, Carly Bonet, I want everybody in the posse to read this because this is signal. And here's the thing: this has been covered up for years, been covered up for years, been covered up for years, and this ties directly to what's happened in Durban, South Africa. They know somebody like Biden is compromised. Okay, short commercial break. Rudy's on the way to Georgia. Peter Navarro's in the house. We're going to be in Ukraine. We're going to go to Brazil. All of it next in the war room. As central banks and countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the United States of America. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax sheltered in a retirement account. Remember, gold held in your tax sheltered retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 298-9898. That's Bannon, 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit today. 
With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold has been helping my listeners and viewers from the very beginning of the show. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold because of a central bank digital currency becomes reality. It'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Georgia and I'm feeling very, very good about it because I feel like I'm defending the rights of all Americans, as I did so many times as a United States attorney. People, people like to say I'm different. I'm the same Rudy Giuliani that took down the mafia, that made New York City the safest city in America, reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of any city, anywhere. And I'm fighting for justice. I have been from the first moment I represented Donald Trump and this I'm going to Fulton County to comply with the law, which I always do. I'll, uh, I don't know if I plead today, but if I do, I plead not guilty. And I get photographed. Isn't that nice? A, you know, a mugshot for the man who probably put the worst criminals of the 20th century in jail. You find a prosecutor who has a better record than mine in the last hundred years. They can own, or a mayor. And they're, gonna, they're going to... They're going to degrade themselves by doing a mugshot of me. Like, people will recognize me. And yeah, of course, they can fingerprint me, but I've been fingerprinted 150 times. So. This will turn out exactly like the FBI search turned out. They're lying. I'm telling the truth. One of the greatest Americans of the uh, 20th century and 21st century. Uh, it shows you what these people are prepared to do. They're out to destroy Rudy Giuliani, one of the greatest living Americans, and Donald J. Trump. And what's becoming more and more evident, more and more evident, particularly we see the Murdoch's desperate attempts to change the conversation with the Keebler elves tonight, of which we're not falling for and you're not falling for. And, and this should be proactive. You should be a force multiplier tonight to make sure people do not watch Fox. There's nothing going on there. All the policies are just Trump policies uh, watered down on, on their best day. Then they got their neoliberal, neocon stuff that's irrelevant. None of these people are going to be vice president. Not going to happen. Not one of them would add one thing to a ticket. Okay? And we're going to win. And the whole focus here is on, on victory. This is only the third time. As I, I've been thinking about this the last couple of days. This is only the third time in our history that the Destiny and fate of an individual has been tied directly to the fate of the nation. General Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and now Donald Trump. The fate of Trump is tied to the fate of the nation now. His destiny is the nation's destiny. If you think it through. Because like Lincoln and like Washington, they capture Massive historical forces. This is why we're so focused on making sure that you're up to speed totally with what's happening geopolitically and financially throughout the world. It's more important for this audience, this populist national society of the United States, to fully understand what's going on in Durban and to fully understand what is then going on in Brazil and in China and Ukraine and the Russian war, all of it. So the very clear thinking, you can think through what the fate of this nation is and what our destiny is. Remember, these are no longer our opponents. They're our enemies. Would a 
Would it not take an enemy to do what they're doing to Rudy Giuliani or what they're doing to Donald J. Trump? Trump's 91 indictments for 700 years. Now, they've jumped the shark on that. They know it's not polling. They know it's not working. That's where they're coming out with the 14th Amendment. You got to get him off the ballot. The whole the Murdoch situation. You got to change the conversation. You got to get a nice version of Trump that we need. What we need is Glenn Youngkin. That's what we need right now. What the world, what the nation needs in a moment of crisis, you need Glenn Youngkin. That's what we need. That's what Steve Ducey's bouncing up and down the white sofa, pitching Murdoch's latest ridiculous idea. Dr. Peter Navarro, we got a lot to go through, and we got some fabulous guests here to break it down of what's happening in the capital markets and what's happening to drive the underlying historical forces that really tie. And I want to say this again. Only this is only the third time in the nation's history that one individual's fate and destiny is tied to the the destiny of the country. General Washington, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, that happened about 1858 when those two merged, when when Lincoln's fate and the nation's destiny converged. Peter Navarro, you've come up. I'm going to have you here for the President Trump's put out the Peter Navarro economic plan. And I want to get to that in a second. He, he, and I want to talk to you about Berkshire. But you wrote an amazing piece in the Washington Times. And by the way, the Washington Times editorial section is amazing. Walk me through it. You're, 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 you're I think Rico prosecute. You're going to, you're not, you're not just watching the watchmen. You're going to prosecute yeah. the prosecutors. Tell me how that's going to work. Yeah, she, I think this is one of the most important uh, articles I've, I've ever written. It, it basically fast-forwards to August 2025, grand jury in the district of Wyoming, um, and lays out the case why the indicters should be indicted. And it's Merrick Garland, it's Fannie Willis, it's Alvin Bragg, and it's Jack Smith. And what we, what we find with these, with these four people uh, is that they're all doing the same thing, right? They are interfering with the election. That's the charge. That's the federal charge. And they're trying to interfere with the 2024 election with this three-pronged attack. It's, it's either get Trump in jail, which is their best case scenario. Number two is to damage his reputation so he'll go from front-runner to also-ran. And if all else fails with that, what they're trying to do is to divert the resources away uh, and the, the attention away from the, the, the task of campaigning, which, Steve, you above all people know is a 24-7 job, to having fighting these legal battles. And what's interesting is I, what I do is I then lay out kind of the commonalities that suggest either tacit collusion or explicit collusion between these four individuals, Garland, Bragg, uh, Willis, and Smith. And you, you start with, they all got novel legal theories, right? It's like nothing in settled law. They're coming out like Bragg, for example, wants to twist this, this misdemeanor thing into an election felony. It just doesn't fly. You've got these rolling indictments, Steve, which are designed to constantly harass the president and, and keep him away from the campaign trail, going to jail like he's got to do on Thursday. Um, you've got these unfriendly jurisdictions, uh, whether it's Washington, D.C. or Bragg's New York. It's, it's, it's the bet there is that there's a higher probability that the grand jury will indict and the jury will convict everything else. Kind of, you just look at the math on that. You got, you got that. Um, 
And one of the interesting things, Steve, is is the, the, the bottom line base assumption of all of this is they assume a fair election, <laughs> which which you and I know, and all you got to do is, and I plugged rigged and 2,000 mules in the piece, you just look at the evidence. And here's the thing. You can't say with 100% certainty that that election was fair. And therefore, you can't say that Trump was acting um, in bad faith. Okay, so I laid out a hundred percent. hundred percent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A hundred percent certain. No, hang on, Steve. The election just, was stolen. I, don't, you and don't, I, don't be going you know, we me. know it was stolen. Okay. Let's, let's be clear about that. I, I, I literally wrote the report on, on that. Okay. Okay. But what I'm saying is just from a legal standpoint, it's like, wait yeah. a minute. It's like yeah. these guys are saying they're a hundred percent certain it was a fair election. And that's like, I mean, it's just there's just too much evidence that you can't stake a whole thing on it. So what's the point? The point is, and I did this thing, PeterNavar.substack.com. I did the polls in it as I prepared for this article. And what I was stunned by was that over 90 percent of the almost 2000 people who took the poll believe that the four prosecutions are coordinated across yep. New York, Georgia, of course and Washington, D.C. Of course they are. And they are. And you're I discovering mean, you by, and by, I know by, that. By, by, but that's why you got to but that's why you got to file. Yeah. No, but you, you got to file. That's why you got to file that. Hang on, Peter. I know you got to bounce, but I got to hold you through the break because I got to talk to you about Trump's. This yeah. is fascinating. And we're getting out there. I want to push out there. But I want to talk to you about Trump's Trump laid out his economic <laughs> policy. And now it's and Semaphore's got it as their lead story. It's quite important. It's a it's a Peter Navarro special about how yeah. you bring uh, not just manufacturing jobs, but make us an economic superpower. Hang on. We'll take a short commercial break. Our tribute to American music is going to continue today. We have Betty Jean Robinson in the Nashville grass on an American classic. And by the way, this is a MAGA theme song. Unclouded day from Nashville. Let's hear it. Oh, they tell me of a home where no 
storm clouds rise Oh, they tell me of a non-cloudy day Oh, they tell me that he smiles on his children there And his smile drives their sorrows all to your home. Why? Because most victims of home title theft don't know they're a victim until it's too late. Like this homeowner. She pulled onto her street and saw a bulldozer demolishing her home. Her lifelong home was being torn down right before her eyes. She was the victim of a devastating crime called home title theft. A criminal had forged his way onto the deed to her home and sold it. Now the new owner was tearing it down for a rebuild. This is why I say, if you own a home or property, get home title lock. Your home, your property, and the equity in it are your most valuable assets. It's, it's estimated that 80 to 90% of the net worth of the average American is tied up in, the ho- in their home equity. And home title lock helps you protect them. Home title lock puts a 24-7, 365-day-a-year shield around your home's title. The instant they detect activity or tampering, They help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to verify you aren't already the victim of home title theft. Find out for free with a sign-up when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. And when you sign up, your first 30 days of protection are free. Do this today at HomeTitleLock.com. Take action, action, action. HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code Bannon. Do it today. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back, Peter. Uh, President Trump put out um, put out a uh, uh, his philosophy going forward of really the economic policies yeah. in 2025. When we went, and it's really Peter Navarro 2.0. Give, give me a minute because I'm jammed today. Give me a minute on they're, they're melting down. 10 percent tariffs going to ruin the economy. Uh, why is that incorrect, sir? Well, first of all, the, the, the timing of the announcement is beautiful, like on the eve of this Keebler elf thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's going to put those those Keebler elves on, on an interesting spot. Look, back in the day, I personally lobbied Capitol Hill for the president's Reciprocal Trade Act. And he said in his State of the Union address, he thought that that was one of the most important things to get passed. What is it? All he's saying, Steve, first, is that if a country like India, we'll get to them shortly, has the highest tariffs in the world, we're either going to match their tariffs because that's not fair or force them by matching their tariffs to bring them down to ours. Right. So that was that was the part that the, the whole entire media missed. That's the most eminently sensible thing. And then the other thing the boss has rightly put forward is a tariff ring around this country. And the problem we have is that good old-fashioned World Trade Organization, which by the very rule, Steve, places us as the lowest tariff country in the world, having to compete against high-tariff countries and getting screwed every day of the year, not just by communist China, but by Germany, by Brazil, by India, and everywhere in between. So... 
Heads will explode. I got a kick out of the fact that he brought Cudlow and Moore to Breadminster to kind of talk about it because those guys, heads will explode. And the boss spent a lot of time at the White House trying to convert the unconvertible like yep. like those two guys. But I, I thought it was like classic Trump um, yep. for for both economic me, and political g- reasons. And give folks, me, so tariffs he, work. He, 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 tariffs work. But but he they protect but, but American workers and factories. It, it, well, they, it's the American system. That's how we built this country, was, was tariffs. This is how we built this country. Alexander that is Hamilton's correct. the American it's a, system. I'm a tariff man running on a but tariff pres- platform. He'd love to but, quote that but, from a previous president. By the way, and no. a guy named Abraham Lincoln, when I talk about the destiny, Abraham Lincoln was a high-tariff guy. He was one of the big fights with the South. Uh, real quickly, uh, President Trump was not just thinking about the Keebler Elves, because he kind of dismissed that. He was... Thinking about Durban, South Africa, he's going to put a little shot across yeah. guys' bow, yeah, yeah, say, hey, yeah. look, I'm coming back, and I'm coming back bigger and bigger than ever, but we're going to sort this economic mess out. So the purchasing power of the dollar will go back to 2019 when the, the countries of the world weren't getting screwed by the Federal Reserve. Okay? Give me your assessment of day one. Paul Saren over at Gateway Pun has done an amazing one-day wrap-up. We're going to go to him in Brazil in a moment. But I want your assessment, Pete, before you lose yeah. you. BRICS day one. Well, the the key uh, thing that jumped out from that clip you played um, in the A block was when the Chinese communist guy gets on and talks about the American dollar as an instrument of containment and hegemony. That's what he's trying to sell to the rest of the developing world out there, okay? Pure propaganda. It's just amazing these guys are so consistent that they can say all this crap with a straight face. Um, If... The BRICS, the BRICS is really not the BRICS, right? It's Brazil, Russia, and India, China, South Africa, but it really is a communist Chinese front organization for what they want to do. And if these people are so foolish enough to adopt a digital yuan, a Chinese yuan, which allows them to track everything all over the world and enslave them, well, they're pretty stupid to do that. I think from the United States point of view, we need to think, really hard about our sanction strategy, which has pushed this whole effort to displace the U.S. dollar. There's much more effective ways to achieve the goals that we've lazily used simply for sanctions. And that's one of the debates, Steve, we should have in in more depth at this point. The last thing I'll say is that when I was like 19, I went across India in one of those untouchable trains and, and, and toured a couple of uh, steel mills that the Soviets had built for the Indians. And I, I knew back then that India was playing the Americans off the Soviets. And they, they have existed yeah. for all of their uh, non-colonial existence playing but, but, but hang on, but hang on, off but hang against on. each other. Mo- Modi, yeah. Modi's the best nationalist in the world. Quite frankly, we've now got our elites. We are, we're beholden to Modi. It's which way Modi goes. We should never be in a situation this like this. Right now, if Modi, if they, if they, yeah. if they come out with a group hug tomorrow, and and she yeah. and Modi talk about, and by the way, it's not going to be a digital currency. What they're going to have is some sort of gold backed, at least basket, I think, at first. But if if Modi, because the at UAE first, just did a deal yeah. in rupees for the for the for for, for 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 oil, if they come out with that at first, this is all about de-dollarization. 
It's all about making the the dollar starting to hit the dollar around the world. That you don't need to convert into dollars. De dollar de dollarization because they understand that's really the last yes. economic power we have. But we've now played into it. The elites in this country, yeah, your betters, your betters. Yeah. Why Murdoch wants you watching the shiny toys tonight of this ridiculous yeah. uh, junior high school cafeteria food fight that nobody has any, has no bearing on anything that's important in the fate of this country and the fate of her people. And they want you to watch it maniacally. The future of the world is being determined there, and our elites, your betters. Right, the ones that think they run the deal better than you do have got us in a situation now. We're beholden to Modi and, and Modi's uh, administration well, see, my, to kind of not go my, in with she. Yeah, my point that I was trying to make was a very simple one. I, you know, historically, India has always tried to play us against first the yeah. Soviet Union, yeah. now against the communist Chinese, and we've let them do that. Okay. I mean, Modi's doing what's yeah. in the best interest for India. He thinks. Uh, but okay. we haven't been doing what's in the best interest for us. I mean, I was in That's the White my House point. when Modi okay. visited. It's like, yeah, we could have been a yeah. lot tougher on him. And they still skate with the highest tariffs on the American people of anybody. They don't screw us as bad as the Chinese, but they have the highest tariffs. Okay. Two and points. by the way, Number they, one, flood, they flood at, our at labor the, at, markets and okay. push out Americans from, from the, the Silicon Valleys of this world. Okay. At the business school, we get to the point right away. At the, I know at the over at the Arts and Crafts <laughs> College where you got like your the, so-called like to PhD you a history, with your Steve, coloring you know book. I mean? You want you wander thought, around. You know, okay, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm you some. Well, you I'm were, gonna give you some well, history. You were counting I'm, money. I was hang, out in the world, like looking looking <laughs> at steel mills in India when I was nineteen. But I'm, I mean, hang you know, but I'm, I mean, I'm gonna give you. I'm a. T- I'm I'm a tie this to something important. Okay, Gandhi's 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 awakening to really Indian yeah. nationalism came from the exact train you took. He took a train with the untouchables. Yeah. He felt yeah. he was an intellectual, a lawyer. Yeah. He did, he was hanging with the yeah. with the intellectuals. He needed to get out. He'd never seen India. He took that same train and that was his awakening. His awakening to what the reality of the everyday yeah. life of the deplorables yeah. of India changed not just the direction of his life but changed the direction yeah. quite frankly of the world. And it was on that train he did it. So very good, uh, Doctor Navarre. Just a little history there for your for your memoirs. Okay, we got to bounce. Peter Navarre, where do they go to get your Substack, brother? Peter Navarre.substack.com. Peter Navarre.substack.com. Please, posse, check it out. You love it. Peter Navarre on his way to his ashram. Thank you very much, <laughs> Doctor hey, Peter Navarre. Come on, I appreciate. Come on, I was looking at steel mills, dude. Come on, I went from Delhi all the way they to Calcutta, and I, we can talk about that whole thing. Yeah, it was an important part well, of my we'll, intellectual development. Well, you were like drinking beer at your frat, dude. You, 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 you and Gandhi. Your Actually, money. at the time, I think it was so on the Navy. I think it was on a Navy destroyer. That's okay. What is the meaning of life here, brother? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's an Indian steel mill. Let's go to Brazil. Thank you, Peter. Uh, Paul Saren, uh, for uh, you've been writing, putting this up for uh, for Gateway Pundit and doing an incredible job. Give me your assessment, Paul. You're in Brazil. You understand Lula. That's where we started today, the cold open with Lula. He's a major player in this. Brazil's a major player. Give us your assessment for our audience of day one of BRICS. Well, I guess... uh First of all, thanks for having me, Steve. And I think the, this new summit is, can be considered a, a major success in terms of visibility. 
we haven't had this kind of uh, coverage from everywhere, from all over the world. People are covering the, the event. And a lot of people are covering with a lot of contempt, too. Even the guy, the, the, the analyst from Goldman Sachs who invented the big acronym, he came back to, to criticize the, what, whatever's happening now with the group. And I think that we have now uh, some sort of division in which you have both uh, China and Russia meaning to expand the group and take it from a, more of an economic group into an alternative to the G7 to sort of have a geopolitical uh, stand, standing up to, to the West, so to speak. So on the first day, we had, incredibly enough, Xi Jinping, he skipped the main business forum, but he had a, he was, he got a medal from Modi. Prime Minister Modi gave him the order of, uh, I'm sorry, President Ramaphosa from, from South Africa gave him a medal. He was, he got the, uh, the, be, the best commendation in, in South Africa. It's the order of South Africa, the, the greatest honor in the land. And, uh, you had Putin making his speech by video link because of the International uh, Criminal Court has an arrest order for him. So he had to participate from, from Russia. And he, he was making a call from, for the BRICS to become an alternative to G7. You have perhaps the great, the great moment was Modi he was all business. He was all, he was all about uh, talking about how India is going to be the growth engine of the world, how they're going to have $5 trillion of, of GDP soon. So it was, he was like treating uh, BRICS the way that it used to be, like a, a less of a geopolitical thing and more of an economic group. And of course, you have Lula. Lula is always saying one thing and doing another in the sense that he, he the Brazilian, uh, the Brazilians don't want to expand BRICS. That's the reality. Our, our state apparatus is against it, but Lula personally has started to shift his position and now he's actually uh, supporting this. And at the same time, he says that he doesn't want the BRICS group to be uh, against the US or against the G7 or against the G20. He says they just want to organize themselves. And of course you have uh, uh, President Ramaphosa from South Africa. He was all about promoting the ties between the, the BRICS countries. And everywhere you, you hear about de-dollarization, but I believe at this point they are not talking yet about a new currency. They're talking about settling their, their commerce in the local, local currencies. So I think that's going to start to happen now. Which is, which is yeah. okay, hang, hang, we're going to go to break. Hang here for one second. When they talk about it's doing right. local currencies, that's de-dollarization. That, so just yeah. hang here for a second. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be back. we got Paul Saren from Gateway Pundit. Uh, Brian Costello is going to join us. More updates in this scandal of us underwriting she underwriting what's going on there with your tax dollars and your pension funds. 
Ben Harnwell in Ukraine. We're going to get to all of it after a short commercial break. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Paul Saren is covering this for Gateway Pundit. Amazing. Uh, Paul, you're going to, I guess, leave here and get your second day. I want everybody to go to Gateway when Paul's uh, piece comes up. It's a great way to get a whole understanding with clips and analysis of what's going on at BRICS. Paul, what's your social media, and, and how do folks get to you over Gateway Pundit? Well, I guess you can find my work on paulsaran.substack.com. I'm also on uh I'm posting around on Truth Social and X Twitter, and also I have Signal to Noise is my Telegram channel, and you can you you can find me every day on the Gateway Pundit. Thank God. But, but I tell you, your analysis on this is incredible, and people need to uh, need to follow. So thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully, have you back tomorrow to talk about day two. Thanks, thanks for having me, Steve. Thanks, brother. Fantastic coverage. Um, Paul made a very important point there. What he said is that, hey, they don't know if they're going to come out with a basket of currencies backed by gold. You heard Peter say it's going to be digital. That That is probably going to come announcement today or tomorrow. But he said what they've already announced, and this is quite important, is crossing trades with each other in their own currencies. Remember, let's go back to MBZ doing the trade for, uh, doing the trade for a million barrels of oil, our ally with Modi. For rupees, they're taking the instead of converting into dollars and having to deal with our madness. At least it's got some stability. You take a rupee, hey, you don't know what's going to happen. You're taking that risk. You're taking the, you're taking a big league currency risk. What they're telling you now, people are prepared to take that to get off the U.S. dollar. That's what this whole process of de-dollarization is, and it's also the SWIFT system. So we can't track their their you know you can't track every one of their transactions. A whole raft of things. So, um, and we're going to be following it closely because the de-dollarization effort is going to make uh, make the life in the United States quite different and not for the better.
Uh, Brian Costello, you've been following this closely. You've been following the whole – you're the one that broke, and quite frankly, the reason we have uh, Sequoia running for the hills is your coverage. But you also understand the interconnection for the scandal you've been focused on and the reason that our House of Representatives won't deal with it to the emerging new world order that's coming out of Durban, South Africa, sir. Yeah, so one of the things back in 2020 I saw, Steve, was uh, – in China, they have something called the two sessions, the Langui, which happens every March. And it's where the Chinese People Political Consultative Conference and uh, NPC, the National People Congress, get together and they pitch proposals to the Chinese government. And one of the proposals pitched was by Neil Shen. So Sequoia is one of the top investors in digital currencies. One of their big investments is a company called New Bank, which is also a Warren Buffett investment down in Brazil, which is, is a bank to trade sovereign digital currencies. And Shen actually pitched a basket coin, exactly what you're saying. So he, he pitched to the Chinese leadership like, hey, people aren't going to buy into the uh, yuan, the Chinese dollar. So we need to be able to convert these other currencies into a basket coin to replace the dollar. So I think everybody, I think you're spot on. A, a, of that, and he even went as far to say that IMF formulas. So I look to some of these IMF, World Bank, and folks like that to start to get involved in this as well, too. Uh, I tell you, what, uh, Brian, we're going to reboot you because you're freezing up a little bit on. So I want to get, I want to clear, and I particularly want to put up this this chart that you've got. So can we reboot uh, Brian and maybe even get him up at the top of the uh, yeah. top of the next hour for you? Okay. Um, where do we stand? The next hour, we're going to have Natalie here. The, the mandates and protocols are not simply coming. Uh, they're being paid for already with your tax dollars as they get ready to roll out a whole new series of scare tactics around a new variant around COVID. Natalie Winters caught them in the act, and there's a lot of developments there. Also in the Tennessee Assembly, they, 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 this phony red flags laws is what they started with, right? They came to, you know, this Bill Lee came with all these uh, – this nonsense about red flag laws, but the Patriots in Tennessee have kind of turned it on them. Now it looks like they're going to push forward some of the most toughest, some of the toughest um, legislation in the country, some of the toughest legislation in the country on uh, on human trafficking. And really why they're doing that, because wait for it, the Soros prosecutors, the Soros local DAs will not prosecute human trafficking. Don't you find that interesting? They won't prosecute human trafficking. Now, why is that? Inquiring minds want to know why that is. Uh, we've also got Joe Allen. Uh, uh, Harnwell is going to join us on Ukraine. We're going to get Brian Costello up as soon as we get this sorted. Uh, he's got a lot to say. This developing scandal with Sequoia is going to merge with the situation with impeachment. And the reason is, is that the pressure on McCarthy to do two things. Number one, to begin a formal impeachment inquiry on the Biden crime family at the same time to stop taking money from Sequoia and to go after the Mike Moritzes of the world and the Sequoia Capitals that have been traded, just like Biden. Biden's guilty of trading us out to our enemies for money. So is Silicon Valley. Okay? And we're going to get to all that in the next hour. We've got a lot to do. We're going to cram it all in. We're going to leave you. We're going to also take another cut at Unclouded Day. we got Billy Strings, a massive young talent. Billy Strings. Tell me of a home far away They tell me of a place where no storm clouds rise Oh, they tell me of an uncloudy day Oh, the land of clouds
heartless days Oh, the land of an uncloudy sky They tell me of a place where no storm clouds rise Oh, they tell me of an uncloudy day Tell me of a place where my friends have gone They tell me that my eyes shall behold Heaven's king as he sits on a snow-white throne In the city that is paved with gold Oh, the land of cloudless days Oh, the land of an uncloudy sky Tell me of a place where no storm clouds rise Oh, they tell me of an uncloudy day He smiles on his children there And his smiles drive their sorrows all away Where the tree of life in eternal bloom Sheds its fragrance through the uncloudy day Oh, the land of cloudless days Oh, the land of an uncloudy sky COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly $250,000. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business church or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Org. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.